It's time for episode 536 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM. Recorded Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast you only have to wind up once a year. And that time is now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Quick. (laughs) Ah, we're good. We're good. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, who occasionally has very strange intros and is joining me across the Internet is my good pal, my friend and uh, noted author. It's Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? Hi, Micah. People probably think that we write the script every bit of these <laughs> intros. And I want to be clear. We don't. No, we don't. It's it's all off the cuff. And sometimes it's not even that. <laughs> um, well, while we ponder our commitment to the intros, let's go ahead and introduce our wonderful guests to my left. Editor at large at 9 to 5 Mac. It's Zach Hall. Welcome back to the show, Zach. Hey, thanks for having me. And this is actually the 12th intro we've recorded. So hopefully this one goes well. We'll see. (laughs) Don't don't, don't show people how the sausage is made. (laughs) Nobody nobody needs to know that. To my left this week, it's the host at Android Faithful. It's Jason Howell. Welcome back, Jason. What's happening? How's it going? And it looks like uh, it looks like we've got the Apple contingent and we've got the Android (laughs) contingent. So it's going to be an all out war today. Right. That's why you invited me. You're outnumbered, you, Jason. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, it'll be interesting nonetheless. <laughs> While Jason uh, straps on the armor, the green colored armor, of course, uh, I will kick things off. Uh, Amazon has announced a feature called Matter Casting. It lets you send video from Android and iOS devices uh, to its own Echo Show devices. And that just made me kind of think about the different screens I have in my house and the screens on which I would actually want to watch content. So let me ask you, tell me about the screens that you regularly use to watch content. Zach, we'll start with you. Okay, so in the living room, I've got like a 75-inch TV on the wall, and that should be where I watch most stuff, but it's not. Um, I tend to like watch a lot of videos on my on my iPhone or my on my MacBook, um, just kind of wherever I am. Uh, a lot of times I'll sit on the couch in the living room and watch videos on my phone or, or my laptop. Um, while the TV is on like a screensaver or something, uh, it's, it's kind of there for like background noise sometimes. So big screens necessary. Um, it's also, uh, like, like the one place where I, if I'm going to watch a movie, you know, turn all the lights down and everything, then, then that's where it'll be. But in, in clockwise Canon, I, I have mentioned in the past watching the dark Knight on an iPod <laughs> nano, um, at a, at a wedding when I was like 18, 17. So, so that's, that's a place I've watched video before. I don't have an iPad right now. haven't had one for a while, but when I have, it's, it's still been the phone and the Mac. Like, even though the iPad to me seems like the place to watch video, it, it just hasn't worked out that way. I also want to make clear that 
matter casting is a way cooler name than this technology actually is because <laughs> it sounds awesome but it's just you know it's not actually casting cast matter thing. through the air yeah, like i know apes do. it disappoints me casting. yeah dark Ooh, that's the only way to make it cooler um yeah i i think it really just depends on the context and where i am um i will watch stuff i'm you know i'm in my office right now i've got a, a studio display here i tend to watch some stuff on that um occasionally watch stuff on my phone especially if it's like you know uh at night right before i go to bed or something and there's like a video i want to watch obviously i'm you know watch on my phone because that's what i got with me um and then i think we tend to use like my wife and i use my ipad a lot of times to watch stuff if we're like oh we're gonna you know curl up in bed and watch a show or something like that you know we'll watch an ipad on the ipad there um and then sometimes elsewhere on the ipad or my macbook air if it's like just something i'm watching really quick like it's a video from like a you know, website or social media or something. But like, if I'm settling to watch a TV show, I kind of want to do it on the big screen if possible. So probably on the the 55 inch TV that I have, it's like a 10 year old TV. Um, or on the uh, um, you know, the iPad if if that's a thing. So yeah. What about you, Jason? Well, um, yeah, similar to you. Like, if I'm going to watch a movie or a TV show or whatever, I'm I'm probably going to want to watch it on our main TV in our living room. It's a 65 inch Samsung TV, probably about like four years old at this point. Um, so you know, like movies, absolutely. Like, I'm not watching movies on my phone really. Um, it's just not you know. Only a monster I... would do that. We can all agree. <laughs> or, or or watching The Dark Knight on an iPod Nano. I mean, who would do that? You know, you know what I mean. You know, um. Actually, I've done that too. Maybe not that movie, but similar, something similar. Um, you know, I've got a MacBook, so the random, you know, YouTube video that comes along that distracts me from the work I'm actually doing, I'll, I'll do that. I have this old beat up Huawei tablet that I keep in the kitchen plugged in. And that's primarily because Amazon, I get a notification from Amazon on Thursdays that they have an NFL game on. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm making dinner. I might as well just put something on. So it's like noise instead of nothing. Um, and, and yeah, my, my phone, you know, just randomly, I guess. And that's really about it. The whole idea of casting something from my phone up onto a screen always sounds like a great idea, yet I never do it. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm with you, Jason, with the, the end there. Uh, certainly not the getting a notification about sports and watching sports, but the, the last part about casting something from my phone. That's, and the reason why I don't do that is because I have done it. And it almost always goes poorly. Um, it's almost always uh, laggy and it uh, sometimes doesn't work the first time. And I just don't don't like to do that. But in terms of what, what really kind of was wild to me is thinking of using an Echo Show as a screen um, when there are much better screens that you might have in your home. Um, but I could see, especially in maybe a family where, you know, the, the living room TV is the one that everybody gets to watch stuff on. But if, you know, a, a younger person has a show or the younger person's in the kitchen and there's a show on the table, uh, being able to move it from something like your phone to that uh, is, is an interesting concept. As far as uh, this goes, though, yeah, most of my watching happens on my television. Um, I do occasionally watch video that shows up on my phone, but it's only these, you know, short videos that you might see in a social post or something like that. Um, 
And when I am not using the main television, I will watch stuff on a Mac or an iPad uh, as as that kind of second screen device, or I guess third screen technically. Uh, thank you all for your answers on that. Let us move to our next topic, which comes from Zach. This seems to be the year of uh, a bespoke AI hardware. We, we've got things like the um, the Humane AI pen. Avi Schiffman has this tab thing coming out. Rewind has this pendant. Yesterday, there was this keynote where a company called Rabbit unveiled the R1. And these are all like not your phone. They're meant to be separate from your phone, but they're mainly used for interacting with chat GPT and, and, and things like that. Um, so it had me wondering, um, is there in what you can do from your phone for the most part? It had me wondering, is there an app on your phone that you'd actually carry around and have kind of bespoke hardware for uh, and not use your phone for that app if, if it were its own hardware? Dan? I'm having a hard time thinking of any single thing that it just like, oh, yeah, that would be so much better if I had a dedicated device. Maybe my crossword solving app, I could have a little dedicated crossword. No, why would I do that? Why do I want to carry something else around? Um, I, I am sometimes intrigued by the idea of like a camera being separate because I, you know, there are times where it's like fishing your camera, your phone out of your pocket and trying to get it on the camera and all that is definitely more annoying. But the cameras are so good that it makes me wonder, like, how would you do that? And how would you make it work in a way that's not like totally privacy violating by having a camera out all the time? Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think there's anything that I use so frequently that I would want it as a separate device. But I do have to say, I watched part of that rabbit keynote. And I do feel like the idea of like a little device that is just a not even a, a phone, but like your little AI buddy that you talk to, like, there is a world in which I feel like that is a thing that we could be moving towards in terms of what a phone evolves into. But I think it is way off from where we are right now. So yeah, at the moment, I'm happy having just one device and not needing a separate device to carry around with me. Jason, what about you? We're on the same wavelength as far as this is concerned. It is really difficult for me to look at my phone and find an app that I would like to turn into hardware. <laughs> it just seems so backwards to what I'm used to, right? Like, no, wait a minute. I like having a phone that contains all of the things that I might possibly need to do instead of complicating my life with extra hardware. The only thing that I can really come up with on this um, is actually does exist as hardware and i'm happy that it does it's a um, it's a piece of hardware called the spire studio and it also has an app that you can use separate of the spire studio but it's essentially it's for musicians for kind of um brainstorming or workshopping ideas it's essentially like an app that is like an eight track audio recorder um digitally and then it you know it, you can sync it to the hardware and i love how they made the hardware how easy it is to use and how that syncs up with the app on the device and that you can use the device uh the the app separate from the device and vice versa if that didn't exist that would be the thing that i'd want but it does exist so i don't know what else to tell you <laughs> <laughs> um so i thought about this and i think uh, again i am like the rest in that Ultimately, I wouldn't want to have a separate app, but if I or a separate device, but if I did, I think it'd be kind of cool to have a pocket 
calendar uh, that Fantastical was its own separate hardware device where I could pull it out. And the first thing I would see is kind of like the widget on an iPhone where my day, uh, where the whole month is, is shown and I can see the little different colors to determine how busy that day is. And then it also has my events for the day uh, in the way that there is the widget that does that on the screen, I think I would benefit from having a separate device that just served as my calendar and let me input calendar stuff if I wanted to. Uh, Zach, what about you? What bespoke AI hardware or bespoke hardware have you thought about? Okay, so I've searched for Aspire Studio. I'm going to look at that later. That sounds interesting. Um, I do want to comment that they do make bespoke uh, versions of cameras and things like that. Like they, <laughs> you, you can uh, a calendar, you have a book, uh, you know those things you can get. Um, but I, I like the idea of this like internet connected version of those things. So some things I was I was thinking about um, like you know a, a modern iPod would kind of be this if it was you know your Apple Music account or your Spotify account and it was just always updated and could stream. Um, but it was just the iPod function and it was just, you know, just had a lot of SSD storage and that was all it was used for. Um, that would be kind of cool, but um, a little more creative. I was thinking, you know, if you could take just the, the category of social media from your phone, you know, it could be there, but you've got a separate device that is your, um, your Mastodon, your threads, your X, your whatever. And it's like, this is where I spend my time on social media. And then when I'm done, I put that device away check in with it later, but it's not, it, it can be on my phone, but it's not. Um, and the closest kind of thing to that, that I, that I have, I have a Kindle scribe, which is like a, a large screen Kindle e-reader, but it's also got a, it's got like pencil input or pen input, um, on, on e-ink, you know, so it's, it's, it feels very much like, um, pen and paper. And I do a lot of input there, but it's also available to view, um, on the Kindle app on the Mac or the phone. So that, that's like the closest thing to sort of bespoke hardware is like a notebook that isn't, you know, just a, a piece of paper. Um, and so that kind of works for me, but this, this category of AI device, it's interesting. And it seems like there's a lot of money being invested into that space, but, um, actually like spending my own money on it. Not, not sure I'm there. I like the idea of a social media device because un invariably I will get so angry at something on social media, I can throw it on the floor and stamp <laughs> up and down on it, like personifying it. I kind of, ooh, it's a visceral fun. It's like hanging up on a phone call. <laughs> Slam it down on the, yeah, that is satisfying in a way that, yeah, I don't want to do that with my phone. With that, we've reached halftime, which means it's time for me to tell you about the very cool, very awesome uh, Clockwise merch. Yeah, that's right. New merch has just dropped. Uh, if you head to clockwise.social, you don't even have to think about individual URLs. You will see a link to so many different things, including, of course, our podcast, but also uh, our shirt, our phone case, and yes, our clockwise hat. And folks, I just got the clockwise hat in the mail, and it is not only a very good hat, but I think what's also very important to understand is that the clockwise logo is embroidered on the front of the hat. It's not just a silk screen. It's actually embroidered on the front of the hat. It's a very premium, very cool design. So join me in putting something cool on your cap, uh, being your, your skull cap, not your actual, uh, not the hat itself, uh, but by putting something cool on your cap, which is the clockwise hat, uh, or on your phone with the phone or 
on your torso with the shirt or wherever you decide to put your shirt. You know what? That's up to you. But uh, head to clockwise.social to learn more and pick up some really cool merch. All right. We are back from halftime, and that means it's time for Dan's topic. It is CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. Everybody loves CES, right? Guys? Guys? Okay, there's one. Okay, I hear one out there in the audience. Uh, I'm curious. I'm curious. I I haven't gone to CES in many years for a good reason. Have you seen anything announced at this year's show that you are genuinely interested in? Jason? Aren't we all interested in what TCL is doing? I mean, come on. TCL, right? A bigger right? TV? No, no, not even. They've got... So I'm, I'm legitimately interested in this. Um, not just a punchline. TCL has uh, a product called Next Paper, which is... A type of display on, you know, they have some Android phones and they have this tablet called the TCL Next Paper 14 Pro. But it's a type of display that uh, essentially, and I haven't seen it in, in person, uh, it is an iteration of a previous version of Next Paper. So it's kind of a step up from whatever the previous grade was. But it has a satin finish on the uh, with the display. The display kind of is meant to resemble more like paper than it is looking at a display. So it rejects the sun glare. It rejects fingerprints. It's uh, according to the things that I've read about it anyways, it's more like reading from paper, which we've heard a lot of these things before when you're talking about, you know, like the Kindles and the e-ink and all this kind of stuff. But in my opinion, like I love reading from e-ink devices, but I hate the slow refresh and um, that can pose a problem if you want to do more with a device, because I've seen some Android devices that were also e-ink, and it's just like it's ridiculously so like you, I would never use that long term. But this seems like the best of both worlds. It can actually switch between two modes, between a standard tablet view with full color, everything, and then it can kind of go down to a black and white reader mode that is like reading from paper. And I think that sounds really interesting. I'd love to check it out. Okay, that actually does sound pretty cool. Um, for me, I'm just going to go. It's kind of silly, but it really is the different stuff that um, is coming out for the smart home. <laughs> Despite uh, many years of frustration and devices not always working as I expect them to, I am still somehow a fan of smart home tech. The stuff that's been announced, I mean, that's where I heard about matter casting in the first place, because Amazon is one of the companies that is part of the matter uh, spec. And, you know, this is kind of meant to be a, a universal means of, of allowing you to cast video to different devices. But uh, there are robotic vacuums that are getting matter and uh, lots of new tech that's being announced that uses thread. And that stuff always is interesting to me. So I'm keeping my eye out on that. There's nothing in particular uh, in that realm that has stuck out as, oh, this is new and, and different and exciting. It's all stuff that you know, exists within the realm of what you'd expect. But in of that, it's still very interesting to me. Let's go to Zach. What's your response? So mine is, uh, is this thing that Belkin announced. It's, it's pretty simple. It's, uh, it's called Belkin Auto Tracking Stand Pro. Um, Apple made this API called DotKit last year as part of iOS 17. And what it does is it allows accessory makers to create motorized auto tracking iPhone stands and it seems like it, that was made just for this device. Um, it's got MagSafe, so it sticks your phone on there. It's a 15-watt charger. And it's got 360-degree movement tracking. So um, as you're, like, making a video or doing something like that, it can track you in the room, not just with, like, zooming in on the frame and, and you know, going from a wide 
lens to like zooming in on you with low, low resolution, but like actually moving around the room. And it strikes me as something that my my kids do a lot is like put their phone um, kind of far away in the corner and then do, you know, gymnastics or dances or whatever. Um, and even sometimes like I like to just record guitar and it's just me and my phone looking at me, you know, and the guitar. And, and I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, that would be kind of cool to just make videos where there's, there's, there's movement involved. So this thing will retail for 180 bucks, pretty expensive for kind of what it is. Um, but it, it even has like a rechargeable battery. So you can, you can move it around the room and not have to be, or, you know, even go outside and not to be connected to the wall and you get five hours of battery that way. So pretty interesting thing. The, um, Belkin auto tracking stand pro. The thing that caught my attention the other day um, was from Withings, which makes um, like smart health stuff. And they have a, I, I love the name, it's the BMO, um, <laughs> the Withings BMO, which is a multi-scope that not only works as a thermometer, like a contactless thermometer, but it also can do ECGs, blood oxygen level, and you can even use it as a electronic stethoscope and it will record like it uses like a little uh, piezoelectric disc and it, it captures acoustic noise converts it into a electronic signal and then you can record it and send those to your like health provider which is kind of cool for me like you know we have like a like a forehead infrared thermometer that we use you know for our kid which is nice but like the idea of having other things that could connect collect health data and then you could actually send to like the pediatrician or something and be like oh yeah so he's got a cough and it sounds like this or something like that feels to me like uh there's some possibility there it sounds really interesting granted you know, it's like 250 bucks and, uh, you know, it's going to take a while for FDA clearance and all that stuff. But like, I think it's an intriguing idea to bring more of these sensors into the home and, and make things easier for people who need to manage their own health or other people in their household's health. So we'll see if it actually ends up materializing. Such is the curse of CES. But thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our final topic, which comes from Jason. All right, so we got the mouse, we got the trackball, and that could be like a trackball, you know, that you uh, control with your thumb, those weird little things that you put your hand on, then your thumb moves around, or the finger control, finger on top, you got the trackpad, stylus, a pointing stick, the thing you might find, like the little nub on the ThinkPad, touchscreen, what is the absolute best way to point at things on a screen, and why do you feel that way? Ooh, this is contentious. Um... I'm going to say hybrid, and that is because sitting right in front of me is my favorite way to point at things on the screen. Uh, it's two ways. I have a trackpad, um, a magic trackpad from Apple and Apple's magic mouse in front of me. And I move between both of them when I am doing different things on this Mac that's in front of me. Um, when I've got a, you know, if I'm working on a laptop or something like that, I've just got the trackpad. But my favorite way to mouse or to point at things on screen is using these two uh, methods. That's because uh, when I'm doing some sort of editing or I am uh, needing to like zoom in and zoom out a lot or scroll through a lot, that's where the trackpad comes into play. It's a very nice way of, of doing that and kind of precisely moving through. I was uh, just editing some video yesterday and having the trackpad there is helpful for that. But almost everything else, I like to use the mouse because it feels more precise. So if I'm in Photoshop, for example, and I'm needing to hit just one single pixel, uh, that's where I find the mouse to be a more precise means of, of moving around. So 
yeah, I'm really an advocate for the hybrid approach where you can use more than one tool to get done what you need to get done. Zach, what's your thought? Uh, I like the the you know magic trackpad from you know Apple devices where uh, there's there's a gesture you can use there's three finger drag and it used to be enabled by default uh, and and now it's like under accessibility and you turn it on that way but if you if you're not dragging something then you can like if you're kind of highlighting something um, it's also like drag to select you know so doing three fingers and and doing that I think is is really intuitive for me because it's like a little magic trick. Um, main day-to-day stuff though, I use, uh, an MX Ergo Logitech mouse with the trackball. That way I keep my arm extended outward all the way and I'm not moving my hand or my arm at all for like mouse movement. And I'm just moving the ball around and it seems like super nineties, early two thousands, but it, it, that's, that's the best way for me. Um, I've kind of like damaged a nerve in my arm by just bending my arm too often kind of creating this thing, uh, cubital tunnel syndrome. It's like carpal tunnel, but in your elbow. Um, so I, I, I'm having to break the habit of using the trackpad on my laptop or the, you know, just using my laptop in general and, and trying to do things where I can just use the ball mouse and keep my arm extended out straight to kind of lower the, um, the problem there. So, so yeah, ball mouse. I mean, I would say as a kid, I had one of those things that was like the, um, you know, look like a little pen, but then it was the, the pointer that you extend. No, I wasn't even light. It was the physical, like you pull it telescoped. You know, you oh, pulled it oh. out. And the things you could like wrap on like something with like the chalkboard with. That's a great way to point things too. I'm a big <laughs> fan of that. That was a long way to go for that. And I regret it. Uh, I, I think for me, I've always been a fan of the trackpad. Specifically when Apple started putting trackpads and stuff because of the way that it worked with not just like being really nice for scrolling, but all the multi-touch gesture stuff. I find that I'm very speedy with a trackpad and it allows a nice like compensation between sort of the, um, you know, precision of a mouse at times and just the ability to have all those gestures in it. Um, I'm much speedier with that than I think I am even on my phone or iPad. So like, I do think there's a lot, I think fundamentally it depends on what you're doing. Like, you know, I would, would I ever want to play a like first person shooter on my computer with a trackpad? No. <laughs> um, but you know, would I, are there lots of other things I like doing, you know, like zooming in and out or pinching um, or doing my gesture to see my desktop? Like all of that is just so mechanical and built in for me, muscle memory wise now that like, I just can't, anytime I have to sit down at a computer, that doesn't have a trackpad. It always takes me a minute to be like, okay, how do I do this? Um, so for me, that is, that's my number one point device, but I think multi-touch stuff on like the iPhone and iPad, especially are a close second for me. And then, yeah, I used a mouse for many years. I just don't I don't like mouses. It hurt my hands. I had I had like wrist problems from that, so that was what got me off the mouse in the first place. Jason, why don't you wrap us up? Yeah, I mean I used um probably for almost two decades I've used this uh, trackball by Kensington called the Expert Mouse um mm. trackball. And they've got a wired one and a wireless one and everything. That's been my go-to, but only recently did I pick up the magic trackpad. And start using that. And Zach, you you took the words out of my mouth as far as the three finger um, feature that you have to activate. That just has changed everything. Like it makes there's something about the track, the magic trackpad that I really enjoy, which is really interesting to me. Like I can't quite figure out why I enjoy it, because there are definitely times where I'm using a trackpad on a laptop and I don't enjoy it. But for some reason, Mm -hmm. the magic trackpad, maybe it's because it's bigger and it's off to the side. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I 
really enjoy the Magic Trackpad right now. So, um, and also, I would say um, I found it to be really useful for DAW control. You know, if I'm using Pro Tools or Ableton Live or whatever, controlling individual functions within there um, with the three finger um, function is just a really wonderful bonus feature. It does feel like a you know a special um, kind of ability that I didn't have with the trackball. So that's my favorite. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time for our bonus topic. Uh, when you were young and you stayed home sick from school, what show do you remember watching on TV? Zach, we'll start with you. I'm glad I get to go first so I can say Price is Right because uh, <laughs> ah, nice. it was on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like the default go-to for for you know it's just on TV when you're there. Um, and then like after that, the soap operas came on and it kind of got weird. So you you know look away from the TV. But Price is Right. Yes, that's Price is Right is the correct canonical answer because there that that those hours of television in the morning were just a wasteland. Otherwise, uh, yeah. So uh, the kids today don't know how good they got it with all their all their screens and content available. Sometimes we had the prices right and that was it. Or you're watching local news and nobody was doing that. <laughs> this is so funny. My, my, my immediate response was prices, right? Full stop. Like, <laughs> like there really was nothing else. And I just like, when I hear the music from prices, right, I get a very nostalgic feeling from being a kid and hearing that like <laughs> echoing through the house and everything. And it felt like such a good, like a, such a win that if I had to stay home from school, which actually I was probably pretty happy about, um, I got to watch The Price is Right when normally I had to miss it because I was at school. So I loved it. <laughs> Lovely. Um, I actually think for me, it's going to be The Magic School Bus, which is kind of funny because I was, you know, home from school. But um, I really, really liked that show. I heard the theme song the other day and I thought, I'm kind of curious what other people were watching. Um, hey, folks out there, if you would like to get ad free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you can become a member of Clockwise. You just go to relay.fm slash clockwise to sign up for $5 a month or $50 a year, and you will help support the show. Help us keep doing what we do. Uh, in this week's overtime topic, we discuss apps we don't like, but we have to use. And with that, we have reached the end of this episode of Clockwise. All that is left is to thank our awesome guests, Zach Hall. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Spay and neuter your pets. Amen. <laughs> Jason Howell, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. I love the callback, Zach. That was perfect. <laughs> do, 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 do. Do, do, do. I just want one of the little microphones that he always had. It looked yes. so weird. They are cool Anyways, that, <laughs> that is the end of this week's episode of Clockwise. Uh, but we'll be back next week. And until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye.